Hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what we've been talking about. Um, We've been in a series called Pit Happens. Pit Happens, and do not misquote me on that. Some of you guys think I'm cussing when I say that. I'm not cussing, and some of you guys are minds in the gutter. I don't know what you're thinking about, but I'm talking about pits. Pits are a part of life. Pits are are what we go through. No matter if you know Jesus or not, you're going to enter into a pit in life. And here's the thing, what we've tried to figure out is how can we get out of the pit, and how can we stay out of the pit? Jesus was in a pit in that tomb. Guess what? He got up, and he got out, so that we can get up, and so that we can get out. Amen? And so, again, we're going to talk about the pits of life and uh, how we can overcome those. I want to tell you a little story, and I'm not much, and I don't know why I pick on Texas so much. I don't know why, but, you know... I just don't know why I pick on Texas so much. But anyways, anybody here from Texas? I want to, okay, great. Bunch of Texans here today. Well, you guys do not pick on me, okay? Even though I pick on you, here's the truth. I've studied a little Texas history, and I came up with a a story that I want to share with you today. Um, In the 1860s and the 1870s, Texas was in effect, they were divided into two camps, right? You had the North or the, I'm sorry, the South Texas cattlemen, and then you had the North Texas cattlemen. The South Texas cattlemen wanted to get their cattle north to the railhead so that they could sell all their cattle. But the North Texas cattlemen said, if you come our way, we're going to shoot you dead. And you say, well, why? Why did they want to stop? Why did they want to stop the southern cattle from coming up north? Well, it was a disease Many of you guys may be heard of. It was called Texas fever. Anybody heard of that? Did you guys in Texas, did you guys learn about this in history? You guys from Texas? Oh, man, you guys have missed out on a great story. Well, here's the thing. The northern Texas cattlemen, they did not want the southern Texas cattlemen coming through their ranches or their land because these southern cattle had what you call Texas fever. Some called it red water fever because when the cattle would be infected by it, they would pee red blood and it would kill them. Well, here's the thing. No one knew what caused Texas fever, but everyone knew what it did. It killed cattle. But here's the thing, the southern cattle weren't affected by it because for some reason they had grown immune to Texas fever, so they weren't dying from it. But when they would head north to take the cattle to the railheads, all the cattle within 10 miles of these southern cattle would die. Well, the the, the South Texas cattlemen, they suggested, well, why don't we uh, create a national trail or national cattle trail and make it 20 miles wide so that we could pass through the other northern ranches and get there safely without killing all these cattle? Well, obviously, the northern cattlemen said, heck no, you're not going to cut my ranch in half and take some of my land. And who the heck's going to pay for the fence? Who's the, who the heck's going to pay for all of it to be done? And so that was, a, that was a no-brainer. They said no. Well, the South Texas cattlemen, they said, well, we're coming. 
We don't care about your cattle. We're coming. We got to get our cattle to the cell. Well, the northern Texas cattle said, okay, you coming? You're coming? Well, we're going to put a stop to you. And blood was shed. Blood was shed, not just the human blood, but the cattle blood. Uh, many of the northern cattlemen would shoot the cattle before they ever crossed the border into the northern part of Texas. Well, they had to find out. They said, well, how, how are we even getting this disease? And they had to find out, well, how, does these, how do these germs spread? Does anybody remember how they spread? Ticks. Again, I'm not a history guy, and so if, you, if I get all this wrong, I read it in a great story on history of the Texas, so do not correct me after church. I'm sorry. But here's the thing. Texas fever was spread through what they, what they figured out was ticks. And in the biology, they called them vectors. If you're a biologist, you'll appreciate that. Which was a third-party agent that would, you know, come from one of the southern cattle and then get on the northern cattle and kill them dead because they would spread the infection. So here's the question. How do we kill this disease? That's the question that they had to ask. Well, they came up with an insecticide that would kill them. But here's the thing. It was going to cost a ton of money. And guess what? The South Texas cattlemen said, heck No. Our cattle aren't dying, so we're not going to pay to have our cattle, you know, in, in, you know, injected or treated with this insecticide because our cattle aren't dying. So, again, the feud continued. Well, finally, the Texas legislator, or legislation, they stepped in and they said, okay, all the, all the cattle in Texas are going to have to be tested. And if the cattle come up with this disease, then they are going to have to be treated. Well... The South Texas cattleman said, it ain't happening. I'm not going to test them. It costs too much. I'm not going to treat them because it costs too much. Well, this is when we introduce what many of you guys know as the Texas Rangers. Not the baseball team. The actual Texas Rangers were implemented during this time so that they could enforce the law of these cattlemen so that they would get their cattle tested and, and be treated. Well, most of the cattlemen ended up uh, obeying the law because the Texas Rangers were pretty rough. Uh, if you didn't obey the law, they'd take you straight to jail or they wouldn't, they wouldn't take any lip. And so many of the cattlemen began to treat and test their, uh, their cattle for this disease. And here's how they did it. Many of them had to, uh, obviously, they had to spray their pastures with this insecticide, but they also used these. And I want to show that picture. What's that first picture? Matt, do we have anything? We lost power. We lost power to the projector. Let's see if it'll come back on. It'll come back on in a second. But anybody know what the picture is of? Dipping vats. Dipping vats. You may have heard of it. You may have not heard of it. Well, there's a picture that'll come up hopefully pretty soon of a dipping vat. And what they had to do is they had to create these. Maybe some of them are concrete. You'll see one of them was actually a trailer that they, they built these ramps and these cattle had to go into the trailer and then they'd walk back out the other trailer. And they would fill these vats full of this insecticide and they would push their cattle through these vats. They're still around even today. Uh, if you look in some of the Texas uh, pastures, you might find one. But they had these vats. They would have to shoot these cattle through there, and the insecticide would kill the ticks and then kill the disease. So here's the thing. Running these cattle through these pits or through these vats 
helped eradicate this disease and therefore stopped one of the deadliest diseases in history. Now here's the thing. On this trail called life, guess what? We're going to be infested by ticks. Now some of you guys are like, I hate ticks. How many guys hate ticks? I hate them. I mean, I, I remember, maybe this is too much to tell. But it's never stopped me before, has it? I had a friend who one time got a tick on his private part. And uh, there's the dipping vat right there. You can see how they uh, move those cattle through there, and they just push them through there, and that's how they, and they got this insecticide on them. So anyways, back to my tick story. Uh, I had a friend, he got a tick on his pee-pee. <laughs> and we were little, so I can tell this story. It's not gross and adult, you know, junk. But it's, uh, he was a little guy, and I'll never forget it because his mom had to help him get it off. I don't know how you get ticks off, but we used to burn them off. I mean, you have to get the, you know, the head of the tick out or that, you know, it'll just, I don't know if it grows back or dies in there or something, but that's what they used to tell us. Anyways, ticks are bad. Here's the thing. We are going to be infested by ticks in our life, whether they're caused by just life in general because we live in an evil world or whether they're caused by sin. Let me give you some examples. Some ticks that are just caused by life are this. Maybe they're ticks of insecurity. Maybe you're insecure. Maybe you have a tick of depression and you find your, yourself depressed. Maybe you have ticks of being overwhelmed. Maybe you have ticks of stress and they're just sucking the life out of you. And then there's some ticks of sin. Maybe you have the tick of bitterness. Maybe the tick of worry. Maybe the tick of addiction. Maybe the tick of dishonesty. Maybe the tick of, of sexual immorality. Well, here's the thing. For us to get rid of these ticks, many times we must go through the pit or the dipping vat to find a cure. The truth is, just like the dipping vats were filled with the insecticide that killed the disease of Texas fever, all of us need to be dipped in the vats of God so that we can be rid of the ticks that infect us in life. And so today, I want to talk about two vats. Two vats of God that, that help rid us of the ticks of life and the ticks of sin. Number one is this, if you're taking notes. Number one vat is this. Number one, the pit or the dipping vat of God's provision. I want you to hear that. If we're going to get rid of some of the ticks in our life, we have to go through the pit or the dipping vat of God's provision. And you say, well, what's all that mean? I'll explain it. 1 Peter 1, verses 6 and 7 says this. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer griefs in all kinds of trials. These have come so that, that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You know what that verse is saying? It's saying that many of us, if all of us are going to suffer. And we're going to have these times of grief. We're going to have these times of trials. But they will come and they will grow us and result in the praise of God. 
You say, well, okay, well, give me an example. Well, th- some of these ticks, again, may be uh, caused by life. Some of them may be caused by sin. The first one that I have is uh, the tick of divorce. It can, it can suck the life out of you. Whether you caused it or whether somebody else caused it, it can suck the life out of you. Maybe uh, it's the tick of losing your spouse, and now you find yourself as a single parent. I don't know about you, but I, I admire single parents. Amen? I mean, some of these single parents have so much on their plate. My granny was a single parent. She raised my father, my uncle, and my aunt all by herself. My dad's dad passed away when he, my dad was only four years old, so my grandma never got remarried and raised three kids on her own. There are some outstanding single parents out there, outstanding single parents. But here's the truth. It's not easy. God, it's not easy. Every time I see a single parent, I just want to wrap in my arms and say, can I help you? Can I just serve you? What can we do to make your life easier? And again, that's what we're called to do as Christians. But here's the thing. Maybe you find yourself as a single mom or a single dad, and you have this tick of having uh, to do everything on your own, and it's sucking the life out of you. Your spouse left. Your parents aren't close by. Bills are stacking up. Kids are growing out of their clothes daily. You feel overwhelmed having to provide for your kids, and your job doesn't pay that much. And you find that tick just sucking the life out of you. Can I just show you this? Through having experienced the tick of life, you, this tick of life, you are forced, and God forces you sometimes, forces us sometimes, to go through the vat of his provision. Let me explain that. Though it's not fun, listen to what God does and what we learn if we go through this vat of provision. God can provide all that we need. If you're going through this this overwhelming period in your life, maybe, again, you're a single parent, if you will just walk through the vat of God's provision, He will provide for your every need. He will do it. He will provide for you emotionally. He will provide for you financially. And He will provide for you spiritually. You just got to keep walking. It may not be fun. You may be drenched in all the ticks. And you may be suffocating in life. But listen, if you will walk through that vat, God will walk with you and He will pull you through. You know why I know? Yeah, give give the Lord a hand. You know how I know that? Because he walks through me through the pits that I go through. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Here's what happens. Many a times when we walk through that pit, the ticks of doubt fall off. The ticks of worry fall off. The ticks of fear die. And our dependence and our trust in God grows much deeper. So God's, God's vat of provision can cure the tick of being overwhelmed. You know what else it can cure? It can cure the tick of illness. The tick of illness. Maybe you're here today and you've heard those words that none of us want to hear. You have cancer. Maybe you're here today and you have a child who is sick and you don't want, you wouldn't wish that on anybody and it's just sucking the life out of you. I have a friend, actually I have two friends, both of them, some of my best friends, um, Jeremy and Ben. Jeremy is married to Emily and Ben is married to Jeannie. Emily and Jeannie are sisters. Emily and Jeannie, they carry a gene that I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but they carry a gene that passes only on to boys. 
And out of that gene comes the, the, the illness, which you can refer to as the bubble boy, the bubble boy disease or the bubble boy, whatever you want to call it. Their sons have been born with this gene and they have to live in a bubble or live contained for about four or five months. And they go through this every time they have a son. Not affects the daughters. They have a bunch of daughters, but they don't affect the daughters. They just infect the sons. Well, here's the thing. And as I talk to my buddies, Jeremy and Ben, they, again, they, they can confirm this. Because of the tick of illness, they are learning to walk through the pit of God's provision. The tick of illness oftentimes causes us to lose hope. But God provides hope. The tick of illness starts causing us to question God. But God provides the answers. The tick of illness causes us to fear. But God provides the peace. If we will walk through the vat of his provision. You know, I don't have to tell you, but physical illness can suck the life out of us. It can suck the life out of us physically, mentally, and spiritually. You know, Paul, the, the, one of the greatest characters in the Bible, suffered from an illness. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, and, and scholars kind of confirm this. We don't know it for sure, but Paul prayed to God three times. Paul, and Paul prayed and said, God, take away this thorn that's in my flesh. And for many scholars, they believe that that thorn was blindness. And so here's Paul, one of the greatest characters in the Bible, one of the greatest biblical characters, and I want you to listen to him. Listen to his, uh, his words in Philippians 1, verses 19 through 21. It says this, For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Do you hear what Paul's saying there? I mean, Paul's going through, I mean, he was, he was put... On death row, he was put in prison. I mean, he had this blindness. And, and through all of that, he says, God can provide for me. Even if I die, it's still gain. One of the greatest comforts that I have in, in knowing Christ is, is, the, is the, what Paul said. Even death is gain for me. Now again, you may be going, I don't want to die. I don't want to die either. But here's the truth. Even when I die as a Christian, guess what? I'm going to live for eternity. Amen? Some of you guys are facing illness that I don't have a clue, and I don't understand at all because God has, has left me healthy so far. But here's the truth. And I don't know if you can find hope in this, and, and, but, but I can say this. If you will give your life to Jesus Christ, even death will be gained. It's just the truth. Here's another tick. Maybe you have the tick of loneliness. Some of you guys are, you know, you want a date, but you can't get a date to save your life. I mean, you've been on every dot-com website, and you can't get a date, and you're suffering from the loneliness of life, and it's just sucking the life out of you. Maybe you're a widow, and, and your spouse passed away, and, and you're going through this period of time where you feel alone, but, but here's the truth. If you will begin to walk through the vat of God's provision, He will help you realize that you can be happy single. Amen? 
You can be happy single. You can be used by God even as a single person. You can, you can realize that he cares for you. And the result can be you may still be single, but the tick of loneliness isn't sucking the life out of you. Because God has provided for you. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that in all things, even our loneliness, even our illness, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so maybe you need to wade through the vat of God's provision. Here's number two, and I'm done. The number two, or the, the second pit is this. Maybe you need to wade through the pit or the dipping vat of God's forgiveness. He's provided, he, he's shown himself to provide. Maybe you need to walk through the pit of forgiveness. Now here's the thing. Many times, I don't know if it's happened to you, but many times someone wrongs us. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, maybe it's, I'm the only one that it happens to, but, but a lot of times people, they'll wrong us. They'll lie to us. They'll dishonor us. And then guess what happens? The tick of for unforgiveness attaches itself to us. Anybody ever been there? The tick of unforgiveness? It attaches itself to us and it begins to suck our our life out of us. And here's the thing. God wants us to walk through the vat of forgiving others. It's going to free you from some ticks. Listen to what it says. Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a, or has a, a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Luke 17.4. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times they come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Here's the thing. I, I have never um, been, I don't say never, but many times I cannot, I cannot forgive others unless I walk through the pit of forgiveness myself. If I want the ticks of bitterness, if I want the ticks of anger, if I want the ticks of all those things that cause that are caused by unforgiveness to get out of my life and to stop being infested by those things, then I have to walk through the vat of forgiveness. Some of you guys are here today and you're bitter, you hate life, you have so much bitterness or anger uh, towards somebody and you need to walk through that vat of forgiveness and you need to offer that forgiveness even if they don't deserve it. You know why? Because it's going to free you from the ticks in your life. That's what happens. Some of you guys are here today and you have never experienced the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Listen, maybe you're here today and you have the tick of your past. Maybe you have the tick of your failures, the tick of your shortfalls, or the tick of just your sin in your life. Listen, God wants you to walk through his vat of forgiveness and he wants to eradicate your sin. He wants to eradicate your sin. And and here's the thing. If you will give your life to Jesus, he will set you free. And he will cure you of your sin. And you say, well, Bo, do you, don't you have to walk through that vat daily? I do. And all of us do. We're going to sin. We're going to go on. And we're going to do things that, wrong, that are wrong and, and sinful. And that's why we got to have the vat of God's forgiveness. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second.
Maybe you're here today, and, and you're not dealing with maybe a particular tick of sin, but maybe you're dealing with some ticks in life. How many of you guys, nobody's looking around, we're not going to call you to the front, but how many of you guys would raise your hand and say, you know what, Bo, I'm dealing with a tick of life. I'm either stressed, overwhelmed, depressed, I mean, I got something that's going on. It's not really a cause of, of, of sin, but it's just a tick of life all across the room. All right, thank you guys. How many of you guys would say today, you know what, Bo, I am dealing with a tick of sin. I've got either some bitterness or I've got some, you know, something in my life that I know is sinful and, and it's sucking the life out of me. Anybody raise your hand and say that? Yeah, all across the room. Listen, some of you today, you need to walk through the vats of provision and you need to walk through the vats of forgiveness. If you want to have life on this earth, if you want to have an abundant life on this earth, you have to walk through God's provision. And so maybe that's, that's you today. Maybe you just need to say, okay, God, I, I know I'm infested with some ticks, and I want you to rid me from these ticks. Maybe life, again, has just infected you. Give it to the Lord. Ask Him, say, Lord, take my hand. I want you to walk through these vats with me because I believe that you can provide for me. Maybe you need to walk through that vat of being forgiven of your sin for the first time, and you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to say, okay, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died on a cross for my sins so that I could have life. And I want to walk through that vat of forgiveness that you offer me by going to the cross and dying so that I may have life. Maybe that's you today. Listen, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and you say, what does it mean to confess? It means that in your heart, you say, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and free me from the ticks of my sin. Maybe you need to do that for the first time today. Just right there in your seat, you need to just pray that simple prayer. Lord, come into my life. I want to make you my Lord. Listen, if you made that decision or if you made another decision, all we ask you to do is fill out the orange sheet, place it in our offering bucket, and we will contact you. If you need counseling, if you need uh, to, just some questions answered, listen, we would love to be able to do that. Fill out an orange sheet, place it in the offering bucket, and we will contact you. Don't leave here with the tick still on you. You can be set free. Lord, I come to you and I thank you for freeing me of the ticks that I have in my life. And I thank you that every time a tick attaches to my life, I can get rid of it if I will walk through the vat of your provision, if I will walk through the vat of your forgiveness. And so thank you for offering that to us. And Lord, if there's someone here today that they gave their life, they walked through that vat of forgiveness and they received you as their personal Lord and Savior today, 
I pray that you would help them, that you would protect them, that you would help them to realize that we're all in the same boat here. We all need that Savior, and we want to walk with them. And so may they let us know so that we can ride this trail with them and keep the ticks from getting on. But we thank you for this church. We thank you for the amazing things that you're doing. And we pray that you would continue to work in our lives and through our church. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com. Or you can contact us by phone, 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.